what Oopop do Dispatches from Planet Funk This is the A-Style Podcast Dedicated to all whom the man tried to ace out By profiting from the soul Without stopping to give props to the prophets of soul You betcha This is your boy Ace Allen Sometimes they call me Barack Wayne Brought to you by the letter P And we're sponsored by Pete P-E-T-E Otherwise called People for the ethical treatment of ear holes Everybody here is Funkin' Out Fam Affiliated That's right Cause Funk is just fun with a K That's why they pronounce it Funky Isn't that right, Jay? Right on What? What the heck? What is this, Double J, J.J. Walker? Who's this? W. Oh, my God. The man is here in the flesh. I don't believe it. All the way from, wow, from Swanee, Georgia. All the way from Swanee, Georgia. Oh, my God. It's so good to see you, man. This is the man right here. I'm excited about this, man. Oh, so good to have you here. Thank you. This is our apotheosis show, man. You guys just know what that means. That means this is where we rise to greatness. Finally, we're on the we're on the tip of greatness before Jay Stone, but yes. now we've finally risen there. Yes, sir. And let me explain, okay? Let me tell you what's going on here. So, um, JW, this is a badass solo artist. Um, he comes up, he came up in Detroit. All right. Although we uh, just referenced Georgia there. Okay, so check this out. So it's 2022. We got the big video show now right. on uh, YouTube and stuff. <laughs> Way back when we were young and foolish, before uh, the world became a dystopian hell, we have to wear a mask outside right. so you don't catch a evil cold. Uh, back in 2019, uh, when I, right before I was going to move back to California, I was living in Georgia. I was True. living in the Atlanta area, and uh, you guys may we've mentioned this before, but not for a while. Jay Stone's older brother. Uh, who looks just like Jay Stone, except like like the Hulk version. Like, <laughs> like if Jay Stone got mad. <laughs> right? Just puffed up. Huh? Yeah. But, he, but he's uh, he's a really cool cat. And I'm one of those dudes, like I don't hang out when, you know, when I'm, I'm, I was really living right next to Nat and we didn't hang out. So we finally hung out like before I moved and we did something fun. We went to a George Clinton concert, which was supposed to be his... Uh, his you final know, tour back his in final 2019. Tour. And he's, yeah. he's back on tour now, and we knew that. But anyway, and Fishbone opened, uh, by the way, they opened for him at the Fox Theater in uh, Georgia. So Nat and I went to that show, and before the show, you know, before you go to a show, you always have milk and cookies. Right. You always go in the room, you have some milk, and exactly. you have some cookies, right? You know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we were having our milk and cookies, and yeah. as I was dipping a cookie into some milk, uh, uh, Nat told me, dude, because he knew we were doing the podcast. We'd only done like four episodes, like right. our first four little episodes. And uh, Nat told me, you got to hear this dude, uh, JW, this cat I've been hanging out with. Right. He played me his album, I'll See You Soon. Uh-huh. And we were just hanging out there, you know, and I was listening to it. And I was like, wow, this is bad. And then he was telling me all about JW and that we should really have him on the show. Uh, and he said, um, you, you don't know this, but the W is for Wright. And he's uh, Jim Wright. 
and Jim Wright is brother to Debbie Wright. Uh-huh. And he said, you know who that is, right? <laughs> and I said, right. <laughs> yeah, because Parlette, out of the two badass uh, women-led groups from back in the P-Funk uh, royal days, right. Parlette, uh, and you had Brides of Funkenstein, and I just loved that band. And he said, yeah, well, he's the drummer for Parlette on that first album, Pleasure Principle. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. And Nat even, you know, did some real research and production on that and Uh hooked us up. We hooked up with JW, and um, I got to know him on the phone. It turned out to be a really cool cat and done some. Uh, We did that episode, and the episode just turned out to be really good. Um, And we talked to him about what he's done, you know, doing the Pleasure Principle album. He also plays on all the Woo in the World, the first, the classic Bernie War album. He also has, he's on that Who Says a Funk Band Can't Play Rock on One Nation Under a Groove. He also plays on Fuzzy Haskins' solo joints, although he's having a hard time remembering which ones. (laughs) (laughs) We're still working on that, right? I I had some goodies, man. I mentioned mentioned that um, I'll See You Soon, which is an album I love, classic, a solo album by JW. I also highly recommend uh, Love Every Day. Um, he has his own clothing line. I'm wearing one of his hats right, right, right now. He's wearing one of his tees right now. He's all looking fresh and clean. Um, so anyway, he was so pleased with the experience. So we just had a great episode. We had a you know great talk with him. Episode five, by the way, check it out for Aced Out Podcast. Um, and that was a really popular episode. But you know what it was? J Dub was really feeling us, uh, J Stone. Uh-huh. He really understood the show. Like he got it. Right. And he understood what we were trying to do, and it really connected with him. So just on his own volition, mm-hmm. uh, he called me and just suggested, would you be into me, you know, getting you guys some guests for your show? Dope. I was like, well, that would be fantastic, because we are just starting, and especially when we first started, I don't right. even know how I talked some people into letting me talk to him, like Rusty Allen, the first episode, Vet Stone. Right. Like, I, you really had to talk a big game to kind of woo-woo and get people on the show. Dope. So J-Dub here, he did a really great job of giving us clout and like street cred and like, no, you should talk to these cats and they're going to take care of you and they're going to do a great, you know, sold it like a time capsule on you. He sold it and he sold it well. Yeah. First guest he he got us was Joe Pep Harris from Undisputed Truth. Yeah. That was a great episode. We did that just right away the following month. We got to interview Robin Russell, the drummer for New Birth, Rest in Power. He's yes, no sir. longer with us, yeah. so it really yeah. meant a lot to us to be able to do that episode. And that's great that people could go back and listen to his story from his own heart and his words. When I, from that episode, I remember him talking about playing in Wembley with Richard, uh, Little Richard, yeah, yeah, not yeah. knowing what the next song was going to be. Yeah, you know? Check this out, though, about Robin. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, he has the mural for the new Crenshaw station. You sent me that, right? I got yeah, that message. Okay. the new mural for the Crenshaw In LA? station. LA? What? Yeah. Uh, he, he played at Griffith Park. All the time. Yeah, and he kept saying that. Over yep. 15 years. Yeah. And, and But it's a big story. But oh, man. 58th and Crenshaw and was heavy, man. He went to 58th Elementary School. Wow. wow. <laughs> and the mural is on 58th Street in Crenshaw. Dope. Wow, dude, that's so beautiful. So you're so talking beautiful. about, you know, things connecting. No doubt. Hey, I don't want to... But I just want to mention that. Do you know... We need some pictures of that. It's okay, we can't talk about it. Just let me know. Do you know what... I don't know the circumstances. He seemed to be healthy. Like, he was gigging right up to the end. Uh, he was gigging, and he went uh, to see his brother, spent the night over his brother's house. 
Oh, is that right? He was at yeah, his brother's house. And, you know, man, I'm sorry to hear that. Dot. Shit happens when it happens. You know yeah. what else? I remember that he told us, so we really got to look into it now. He told us like he did like a whole album with Blackbird. Remember that part? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's yeah, like yeah. on tape yeah. or something, like reel to reel yeah, somewhere. Yeah, that was back right before, before Blackbird got the P funk. Right, day. right. That's exactly yeah, they right. Were, they were playing. Yeah, we got to find yeah. that man. Yeah. Put that out. A Stop Productions, man. Re-release well, I'll that. Ask, I'll ask his wife Angie. Yeah, you know, I'm in contact with Angie, and I'll mention that too. Yeah, man, that's yeah, a must, she, man. You know, can find. That. See what this guy does for us. See where he can hook up. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> just, it's just a beautiful hey, thing, Angie. man. <laughs> and by the way, um, I can't forget this. Most importantly, we are going to play a song with JW. As you see, the uh, instruments set up around us. We're going to play the title track to I'll See You Real Soon. Yes. I'll See You Soon. Uh, Jay Stone's going to play. I'm going to play bass. Chris, who's engineering right now, he's going to play drums. This is going to be fantastic. Chris and Seal Party. Um, Coyote is here. Jay Stone's son, he's going to get in the mix. And I'm going to introduce the rest of the band later, but we have some heavy hitters, okay? Mm-hmm. Some heavy cats. And I'm allergic to cats. I might have an asthma attack. Before <laughs> you know what I mean? Too many cats in one place. <laughs> All right. I also want to mention before we get started in the interview prop, uh, proper, um, he also had, he got us Rick Gardner. Yes. Which was an amazing, I'm that's Rick. one of my favorite. Horny horns. I'm real. Uh... I love talking to Steve Boyd. Yeah, he was hella funny. He was so cool, man. He was watching TV while we were talking. That's what I remember. That's what. Whenever he said that shit, I was like, "Yeah, that's the dude that you want to bring to the party." (laughs) I really, you know what episode I really like is I really like the interview with Andre Fox. Yeah, Yeah, Trey. He was a cool cat. He was a funny cat, but his perspective on it that was it was really interesting, and I appreciate Mm. his honesty. Yeah. And he just had an interesting story that actually we could kind of relate to, you know, I can relate to. But, you know, the one that people always talk to me about and the people just go, wow, is the Grady Thomas. Yeah, that shit was funny. And people just tripped it. That's why we do the show. And you know that. Yeah. It's like nobody interviews these people. It's like you got to talk to these people. Yeah. We couldn't get Calvin uh, Calvin Simon on, which is like, I knew we could have, but we just yeah, had a little bit yeah, more time. Yeah. But dude, it was so cool talking to him and people just bug on that. It's like, oh my God, I didn't know you yeah. guys had it like that. He was heavy duty. So thank you. You're um, welcome, my pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much. It's so great. To, I'm so excited to have you here. I've been meaning, I've been dreaming about doing this for years, having you come out and it's just been so great having you here. Um, also coming up, you guys, because we're bringing people back. Our, our first guest that really took a chance on us, uh, Jay Stone, like Rusty. the first year. We're going to have Rusty Allen come in. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully I could talk to him in the performance of music. Oh, I think man. I could get him to do that. Oh, I just uh, texted with him last night. So right. we're, we're going to hook it in up. In the works. And then already lined up to come up here is Chocolate with her F-U-N-K box. She said she might bring Ooh. it. Chocolate from Graham Central Station is going to be right here talking to us. And Dope. we're going to love to talk to her. I can't wait. I want to shout out Ricky Vincent, yes, the sir. professor. History of Funk Radio. It's on KPFA, but you can listen to it worldwide. Everything's on the internet now. Mm-hmm. Every uh, Friday. Pure Infinement Funk Insurance. Boom. Rick. Uh, Rich has got the compound <laughs> going yeah, he does. on. In Vegas. Yo, dude, Juan Escovito, most biggest episode we've had to date. 
Can't say enough about him. Got so many, so Juan much love. Is, is, is a really cool dude. That was I mean, such way a cool, down to earth. Yeah, so down you know to earth. I mean? He really cares about the kids. And they were happy with it too. And that was such that's a great, great episode. That was an honor. And that's another cat that not everybody talks to all the time. No and doubt. That's what this show's all about. So thank you so much. Um, I just noticed kind of randomly this, and I've told you about this before. So we interviewed Sweet LD a year ago. Sweet right. LD, who used to work with MC Hammer. Yeah. And she was in the, her own group herself. Her episode is like the third most popular audio episode right now. Really? I don't know why. Like, wow. like people all over the country have been like uh, downloading it. And she was so it. she was so down to earth too. You that know, that was a great episode. That's and what's humble. So, that's what's so cool about the show is like people find like episodes later, like yeah. one year later, two years later, it just keeps on coming. What I remember about her is like she was saying she didn't want people to know her doing aerobicize or whatever kind of exercise she did <laughs> yeah, at the right, spot, right, right. knowing what she did, <laughs> right. you know, with MC Hammer. Right, right. That's 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 humble. You know what I mean? Because she could tell them stories for days. Oh yeah, and brag on. You know, you know what I mean? Brad, yeah, you know, yeah. start busting them moves and shit. Right, right, but right. she's like, no, it's like, you know, or be like in a, shoulder, feet, and toes. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> be like in a wack reality show or something. <laughs> um, also, um, I just noticed, and I also, I don't know why, what the tick up is, but Australian listeners, people from Australia are listening Man. to ASAP Podcast. Nice, uh, third most popular country besides here in Canada right now. Hey, so. mate. Put a shrimp on the Barbie, man. You know, for me. Did I say that right? <laughs> Is it Barbie? Bobby? B. They don't like vowel sounds too much in Australia. They're like, eee. Every yeah. song's like that. <laughs> We're here at Legendary uh, High Street Studios. We're at Wally's Hideout specifically, so get it right. San Francisco. Chris McGrew behind the board. He's the pilot of the ship. Seal Party, they got their album release coming out this summer. They're also going to be touring in the Midwest. Dope. Um, Roan Gibson, X-Racer Productions, he's in the house. He's so happy when, right when we're ready to start and everything's ready, he's like, yes! He gets so excited when everything's <laughs> ready to go. And he, he's doing a great job. We love to have him here. Yes, sir. Mary Zell's back in the house hooking mm -hmm. it up. I'm being disgusting in front of her and belching too much because I forget she's over there. I gotta stop that. <laughs> That's a real bad habit. Um, I'm so glad to be here. I'm so excited. I mentioned coyotes in the room. Um, I've got to give a shout out. Remember, when the post-production crew's not here, you forget. So I always make sure I remember because they're here and they're so important. So shout out to Waze, who does yep. the editing. Uh, Three Charms, who does our website and our graphics. Shout out to both of you. I want to shout out Monster. I owe him a lot of credit, too, for hooking us up with Nick, who did our original episodes, like our episode with you, back when we were a telephone kind of show. Uh, Monster from Gooch Gang in Caliban. Yeah. We got to get them in here, too, yeah. to perform. They would be badass. Dope. Um, like and subscribe our YouTube channel. Duh, I'm such a dork. But I got to say that now. We got to get people onto our YouTube channel. Smash I told DJ Stone before. We were button. just putting stuff up there. Yeah. It's like kind of a place to hold it for a link. I didn't right. really tell people to subscribe before. We need you to subscribe now. Please. So we can get uh, more shows out to you. I also want to shout out the man, the big man himself, Scott Shepard. Scotty. <laughs> Scott. Scott. <laughs> the exec. And um, you, you can go to aceoutpodcast.com. You're going to read. Um, I curate the article myself and all the content up there. So you can read about the guests and check out some behind the scenes pictures. Go to Funkin' Nuts.com. Uh, go to Funkin' Nuts.com too. 
fucking not stop to get killed. Is the show over yet? All right. Okay. That's it. Now I want to ask you some questions, man. Um, you know, um, sometimes when you do the phone interview, yeah, right. Like there's some kind of there's there's crosstalk. And when when we first talked to you, I was so excited. I talked over you a couple times when you were about to introduce um, some ideas that actually I would have liked hearing about. And then I listened to it later, and I was like, oh, he's going to talk about that. But we didn't really get to talk about it. So I want to talk to you about it now. First of, first of all, we put up some pictures after we interviewed you on the website. And uh, I want to ask you about these because these are some cool stuff. and People are going to really understand who you are. First of all, tell me about this picture right here. This is a picture of myself, George Clinton, and Sly Stone. Now, was, that is a cool picture. When was that taken, first of all? It was taken, I believe, either 2014 or 2015 uh, in L.A. That's a re Oh, really? That recently? Yeah. That's a really... That picture warms my heart, man. It makes me all warm and fuzzy. Do you all guys all look happy? You got the big smiles. What are the circumstances? Where are you guys? Well, like, we're at the IKEA Theater uh -huh. uh, across the street from the Staples Center. At the time, okay. I'm not sure I heard the name was changed. Oh, IKEA. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. What? Why was Sly there? Like, what brought him there first? I'm I'm not sure. I mean, <laughs> uh, pretty much, I saw him after the show. I just came out oh. uh, uh -huh. after the show. He was talking to George, and I said, "Whoa, right, Sly!" Damn. So I walked over there to him, <laughs> gave him a big bear hug, yeah. and said, "Thank you, man." Thank you very much for everything that you've done. Was wow. that your first time meeting them? First time meeting them. Wow, you man. And, and, what, so, and, and, and G, George. And you've been knowing George, by the way. We'll explain that more. But he's known George since 12 years old. So Yeah, George said, yeah, this is, this is, this is Jay. I, I raised his ass. <laughs> yeah, this is, I raised him. <laughs> Which, yeah, music-wise. That's true, right? That's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of the all of the cats though, from Bernie, Tyrone, uh, Fuzzy, all of these guys, Raymond. Oh, Tiki. let's get into that. Uh, swipe a couple couple to the right over there. What picture are you looking at there? Okay, to the right. Yeah. Okay, that's that's. Okay, tell me about that picture right there. That's Boogie, Fred Wesley, and my sister Debbie. And the picture's taken by? Uh, I'm not sure who took the picture. It could have been me, but I'm not sure. But, but that's from your own personal collection, personal right? Personal collection. I believe this was at the uh, Olympia Theater in Detroit. Wow. What what year do you think that might have uh, been? It was, one of the, it was actually the first Mothership tour in Detroit. So it wow. had to be 77, 78, 70, 77, 78. And... Uh, Gotta get, these pictures got a good vibe, man. I really get happy oh, they, again. They, they at that were picture. fired up. Um, it was the beginning of a new beginning. Wow. And You say a beginning of a new beginning. Beginning of a new beginning because, you know, they were consistent, struggling. Money wasn't there for a couple of decades. And once Money wasn't there for a couple of decades? Yeah, I mean, uh, Allman from Westbound kept them in the studio, you know. Kept George in the studio and kept him on the road, opening acts. But a lot of opening acts don't make a lot of money. 
but it was it was Allman kept them consistent with recordings and kept them on the road. And as long as you're consistent, things can happen. Mm. Wow, man. Let's yeah. check out. Um, Here, oh. All right. How about this picture? <laughs> now, this is Gary Scheider. He's at the. Uh, from the back. From the back. He's at the uh, 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 vitamin table. I say, I say what? He's at the table <laughs> with all the vitamins. They had just a table full of vitamins right. to keep up your energy, you know, energy yeah. drink type stuff, but oh, pill form. So it really time. is. I thought you were using a euphemism, like when I say milk and cookies. So they're real vitamins? Yeah, real vitamins. Okay. Yeah, yeah, real vitamins. <laughs> Being on the road yeah. I thought like you're that, like yeah. vitamin. kind of uh, yeah. lose and, a little and, bit. And it was new to them and, you know, the big stadiums, the Coliseum, uh, Pontiac yeah. Silverdome. Uh, Soldier Field. So it was, uh, and it was moving fast. And the change came very quick to where you had to adjust. And some people didn't adjust. Mm -hmm. And some people over-adjusted. How do you you feel that from the ground up? If you say you said the change, you're you're describing like a headspace and like something in the zeitgeist of the scene, right? Well, money came in. So like money, a whole new crew with Casablanca. It was a it was a bigger, bigger, bigger yep. company than Westbound. Mm-hmm. If um, Casablanca also had Kiss, by the way, if um, if if people couldn't handle it, you said some people could handle, it, some couldn't. Like how would that manifest itself, or what would that look like? People uh, get an ego. People get stressed out. Not show. You know. Well, uh, everyone lived in their own their own reality. And and George put it best, when you have the freedom to do what you want to do and you're out there on tour, how can you tell somebody how not to party too much? (laughs) Right, right. Right? You know, how can you tell someone not to party too much when everything is available to you? Right. So you have to have discipline. And, and you the, have to know what you want to do, and and probably everybody wants to hang with you. Yeah, yeah. It, it's and the music's good, by the way. It's a positive thing. Yeah, yeah it's it, it was something that they had to adjust to because that's like a person hitting the lottery, mm-hmm. and, and we've heard the stories of people who couldn't handle the money, mm-hmm. you know, and some people can't handle success. It's, it could be nerve-wracking. It all depends on your personality. Do, do you like to fly? Can you adjust to being on the road? Uh, do you get paranoid on the road? Do you get anxiety when you have right. to travel? Right, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, got you. You know, and then you have your, your, your personal life with your know, thing. people you have to deal with personally. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, an, it's actually an adjustment. It's a growth thing until the end, basically. You're always learning. You're always trying to adjust if you choose to move forward. Tell me about your man here in this picture. Okay, Fuzzy, this is Fuzzy, <laughs> Fuzzy Haskin. Fuzzy, he gave me my first major session uh, at United Sound Systems, but I would see Fuzzy, he lived in Detroit, not too far from my mom's house. So your first major United Sound Systems session was with Fuzzy? With Fuzzy, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, Wasn't Glenn Goins also part Glenn of that? Goins, Gary Scheider, and Boogie, Boogie was on. Yeah, Boog was on bass, Gary and Glenn was on guitar, and Fuzzy was gonna play drums, because normally he played drums mm-hmm. on his stuff. All right. 
and uh, I just happened to be in right. The he's studio. a drummer too. Yeah. yeah, I happened to be in the studio. Did you like? I was like, "Hey, Fuzz, <laughs> what's up, man? Yeah, <laughs> you know, can I, can I give it a go? <clears throat> Excuse me." And um, me knowing him, he said, "Okay, Jim, I'm gonna give you a go, but at this time, you had to be quick because money is being spent." I said, "I got it, man. I got it." And when I walked to sit on the drum set, mm. Glenn, Gary, and Boog. It was like one of those camera two moves where you look at the audience. Right. <laughs> right. You're like, like what's, what's up? Yeah, 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 yeah. What's up? And, uh, <laughs> and uh, they counted off. They gave me the idea. They counted off. And I hit it in one take, man. Nice. Right on. And that's I how you had it. to do it back then, right? Yeah, one more I hit take. it. And, you know, pocket, timing, solid. And from there, I end up doing two more songs that night with him. I would do a song. They would say, take a break. Let us mix. We'll call you for the next one. So I got about six, seven hours. By the mm -hmm. way, is that is that Linda Scheider also in that's that picture? That's Linda Scheider. Yeah. yeah, that's Linda Scheider. That's Gary Scheider. One last picture. Okay. Who's in that one? That's Bernie Worrell. And Julie Worrell. I like that picture. And that is that at your house? That picture was taken at my mom's house in the basement. <laughs> wow. And, uh, you know, because they'd come by the house, get a little, you know. But I remember one time Bernie came by and uh, he actually sat at the bar and was writing out charts for Cat Stevens. Wow. Ooh. Cat really? Stevens, I don't, I don't know his Muslim name. Uh -huh. Was he doing summer breeze? What was he doing? I'm not sure. He was just writing out charts, and I say, who are the charts for? And he said, Cat Stevens, because he got to go to Canada and deliver the charts. But we had horn charts, uh, strings. Could have been strings. Strings. Could have been strings or horns. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, um, we learned from Rick Gardner too. Yeah, about Bernie writing those charts, man. That's been. Yeah, Bernie, serious man. Great, you have a good relation guy. with them, a relationship with them as a couple, like his wife too. And yeah, I mean we're cordial to each other. I, I knew Bernie a lot better than Judy. I would only see Judy when she was with Bernie. Mm -hmm. You know, and then I would see Judy. She would be my sister sometimes. Right. But uh, everything is cool. Wow, man. And as we said before, you met these cats. When you were basically when you were twelve, right? Yeah, yeah. And they were all coming by the house. And to explain for us West Coasters, the basement—that's like kind of the place to be, like in Detroit, right? It's a little bit different, yeah, right? Yeah. Just uh, imagine having a side door, you know, at your home, and opposed to going straight or up, you just walk down. Yeah, <laughs> that's where the fun is, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, underground. What? Would the band rehearse there? No, or? the band. Because um, you said George, George and your sister. Well, were, well, Parlette's band rehearsed at the mom's house. Yeah, right. When they I did, got right. the band together, that's where we rehearsed. That's where we started rehearsing. But all, all kinds of cats from the band would come to your house. Yeah, um, Tyrone, Bernie, Ray, Boogie, uh, Gary, Fuzzy, Linda. Then some of the new birth cats will come by, Robin, uh, Melvin, Londy, <laughs> Kim Weston, Ronnie McNair. So Detroit was a small place, uh, but it was big with music, with Motown. And a lot of other, independent 
other independent record labels. Yes. Wow, yeah, man. What a, what a time and what a place, man. And eventually you came up, uh, when you are late teens, I guess, by then, being a session drummer yourself. Yeah, Fuzzy gave me that shot. And from there, I guess, George heard it. And, and next thing I knew, I was called down to the studio, and that's when me and Skeet did a whole lot of tracks one night. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And that's a good segue, because that's, that's one of the questions I want to ask you about. Before we do that, though, uh, I want to listen to a little bit of your solo stuff, because we're going to be okay. really pushing that even more uh, tonight. Uh, one song that I really dig off of your I'll See You Soon album, mm -hmm. and you guys go and get yourself a copy of that, I'll See You Soon by J.W. That's J-A-Y-Double-U-Y-O-U with an exclamation point. And that's the album, I'll See You Soon. And that's just one album I'm going to be plugging today. And let's listen to a little bit of Getcha, Getcha, Gotcha. I get this song stuck in my head all the time. <laughs> getcha, Getcha, Gotcha by J.W. Yeah. I like that. Is on this. Is on this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Oh. Playing guitar. Uh, Boogie's playing guitar, you said? Yeah, on wow. this track. Okay. Mm. That's what I... What you gonna do, Danny boy? Oh, oh. and he's on back line. <laughs> the principalities of funk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tight. All right, let me, before I, I'm going to ask you about Skeet real quick, but I really like this album, man. Like, how did you put this album together? Is this one of those, like, independents where over the course of time you just kind of compiled it, or did you specifically set out to, like, put these tracks together? Where did you record it? Was it in? I recorded it at my, actually, the record CD cover of I'll See You that's, Soon. That's the it's picture? The room. That's the I room? cut the record in. That was an apartment I had, me and my wife. Mm. Nice. 
and I came downstairs. You know, you come in the front door, you go down to uh -huh. the living room. All right. So it's going was, down to and, do the music. And you go upstairs, and I came down one one morning, and I say, "Oh, that's the cover." Right. All right. So that's how. And in terms of the way the songs come, uh, it's hard to explain as a writer. As a vibe comes, as a spirit comes, it just comes and you catch it, I caught it, you know. Um, like, for example, I don't, I don't write down my lyrics until the song is done. I pretty much put the song together like a puzzle. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. You know, I get my four corners, and I kind of, I guess, listen to my subconscious and super subconscious, and it kind of, like, tells me what to say. That's heavy, man. That's mm -hmm. great. Tells wow. me what to say, and and I only write what strikes me. You know, when you get a good idea and 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 something is catchy, those are the things I try to catch when it happens. Yeah. you know, mm -hmm. when you least expect it. Right, right, right. And, and I so, like that because yeah. it's got all those funky principles, but you got that little like just kind of your style edge to it. Even when we were rehearsing the title track mm -hmm. yesterday, like just like how you, you know, getting the vocalist, like the little vocal parts, like very specific with the rhythm. I love that stuff, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And you got it all worked out. What I wanted to ask you, okay, I interrupted you because I, I was really excited. I was going into another question. Last time we interviewed you uh, a few years ago, you were talking about that night. I think you relayed down 10, ta 10 uh, tracks. It seems like at least 10. Um, you and eight to ten you definitely. and uh rodney skeet yeah and uh that's one of my favorite bass players by the way that's a very interesting rhythm section because the way he plays he finds all those little uh embellishments and stuff and you're a pocket drummer so i just i love that sound and the songs that you did and then those songs that you did that night wound up being spread out on different albums that so was on pleasure principle it was on uh bernie warrell but what you were starting to tell me, and I want to hear about, so you guys laid, it was just the two of you laid that groove, and then you say George would like talk to you guys over the headphones, like while you were playing? Well, or? he would basically talk to me uh -huh. I was playing drums. Yeah. And, and, and like I say, I'm a pocket drummer. So that's the thing that they dug. And, and Junie Morrison Junie Morrison me one of the best compliments ever, because he was oh, yeah? by the house as well. He told me when he said, I like really singing to the stuff you play on because we can sing to it. Right. Because it doesn't have a lot of pickups in it. Mm -hmm. Right, right. You know? And and I, I was like, again, right on. Serving the vocalist, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, what would he be doing while you're playing? Like, yeah, get it. Yeah. Like, what, yeah. would, what are you talking to you about? Or what would be is saying? It, is uh, it encouraging you? What do you appreciate? He can sing better. To, to the tracks that I play because I leave him room to sing. No, I'm sorry. No, George. I mean, I mean George. We mean like, what's he saying? Like, what's oh, George oh, saying oh, to oh, you? Oh, okay. Oh, he uh, he's just telling me when to hit the one. All right. Okay. Stay there. Change. Uh huh. Hit it again. <laughs> yeah. Flam. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you doing it? Just that shit. <laughs> then you're here. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Oh yeah, y'all, y'all done, man. Come on in here, man. Right. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Nice. And that's the kind of stuff he would say. You know, hold that pocket. 
Keep it solid. So he's one of those, he's a lot of call and response in his production style. Yeah, like he talked to you. And he'll geek you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he'll right. get you going, you know, to get what he needs to get out of you. You know, another, it's a fun night. Another thing, yeah, it sounds like a hell of a night. Oh my God. And you had to do it that way because, you know, studio time was just like, cost so much at the time. Yeah. You're laying it, it down like, on tape. Yeah. And we got pretty much every track we started, we just kind of winged it and from there he already knew what he was mostly first do. takes right all of them yeah all of them first take mm -hmm. yeah. wow man and you had to do it like that again money yeah yeah, yeah well yeah, you yeah. would like to and and that's where it was hard to find drummers with the right timing and can also play solid right and keep the time not get their ass kicked out of the studio. Somebody yeah. else would just take their place, right? They well, needed... you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't get too many chances. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Speaking mm. of drummers, so another thing that I kind of talked over you, our previous interview when we were on the phone, you were about to represent on uh, Tiki Fullwood. Mm -hmm. So I just want to give you a chance to talk about that because you were given a major props. And actually, Tiki gave you your first pair of drumsticks. I brought that up at the time. But then I, you're about to give him represented like what he meant to like drumming and p funk drumming. So why don't you talk about well, that a little bit? Well, he set the tone. He's he's the theory of p funk drumming. Original guy for Funkadelic, yeah, by the way. He's yeah, he's the he's the cat that uh, got one of the baddest foots. Oh, cold blooded. Oh yeah, you were what were you saying about his hi hat style? You said you wish could have uh he would he would uh attach another symbol to his hi hat. Another kind of symbol. You know, it would be just a little higher than the hi hat. Like another hi hat or a crash or something. Like something Rob, something Chris has right there. And he would just his you know, it was just hard ride for a it? lot of drummers to play 16th with one yeah. hand. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like that, right? Uh -huh. So he would hit the hi-hat, but he hitting the other cymbal as well. On the up. Oh, like the thing with 32. Yeah. That makes sense. There's a lot of that stuff, like a maggot brain and stuff. turns into 32. Yeah. Yeah. Badass. Very unique. And then with that and the... Right, right, right. Yeah. One foot too. Yeah. He was a major loss, man. Yeah, but he set the tone, the theory. Then you had Tyrone Lampkin. Lumpkin Lampkin. He was very influential in, in teaching me drumming because Sly would come in time. I mean, uh, 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 Tyrone, he would be with Bernie a lot because I think Ty was a professor, a music teacher in Boston at one of the uh, mm. schools. Oh, I didn't I know that. that. Oh. Yeah, yeah, so Ty... Uh, I never knew that one. You know, he's a nice guy. And uh, so when he see me, he, he taught me the rudiments. Oh, you know, nice. Mm -hmm. diddles, flammer diddles. Yeah. Single pair diddles, yeah. double pair diddles, triple pair diddles, half a diddles, diddle, 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 diddle. <laughs> so he would see me and say, give me a double pair diddle. <laughs> nice. Single pair diddle. Okay, yeah. now I'm going to show you the half a diddle. 
half a paradiddle, half a double paradiddle, half a triple paradiddle. So it, it could yeah, the diddles. Who, yeah. else, who else, speaking of diddles, who else do you like uh, drummers on the P-Funk? Because there's so many um, uh, great All ones. of them. Everybody was cool. You know, yeah. from Bootsy play drums. Bootsy yeah, play. Bootsy play like a mug. Mudbone mm-hmm. plays. Boogie plays. Mudbone plays. Mudbone play drum. Blackbird mm. play drums. I I heard that Star yeah. was telling us that. Yeah. Said so he's uh, pretty good. Clip plays drums. Oh, does he? Well, yeah, that makes sense. He, yeah, he plays drums and uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> Ty Tiki. Oh, so I know you like Jerome. Jerome. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Matter of fact. Roni, come do the show, baby. Yes, please, please. Come we, on, man. And by the there way, we're going to hook it up. We'll talk about um, Mutiny. Yeah. Oh, Love man. Mutiny to death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Quasar. Yeah. All about oh, that Quasar. God. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Talk yeah. with we, a Bigfoot. We got to yeah. get him in here. Please come in. We want to talk to you, brother. That's my yeah. stuff. Boy. Hook that up. Another, another thing that I'm realizing, talking to all your people, because we've had a lot of, uh, largely because of you, we've had a lot of Detroit people on mm-hmm. the show. And one thing we keep hearing is about Don Davis, you know, United yeah, Sound. Yeah, He's yeah, a big yeah. part of that story. Yeah. yeah. But I, I was just kind of realizing, I figured I'd just ask you now, um, what, who, could, describe Don Davis, because it's just a name I hear, but I, I never really thought about it. I don't even, I don't even know if I know what he looks like or what he talked like, what he acted like. Who, <laughs> if who he, he came was in the room, you wouldn't even know who he was. Well, Don, yeah. or, Don, did you like him? Is he yeah, tough? Was he I, nice? Yeah, well, he was great to me. Yeah. Uh, Don started off in, uh, uh, I can't remember the... He was the owner of the... He was the owner of the yeah, United yeah. Styles, but Don was a guitar player, too. Oh, okay. And played with one of the labels before he actually got United Sounds. I can't remember. I can't think mm. of it. But uh, Johnny Taylor Don was Taylor. one of the guys yeah. that helped him get his first money, you know, okay. writing songs for Johnny Taylor. Yeah. So he eventually right. got United Sounds. Oh, he wrote with Johnny Taylor. He produced Johnny Taylor. Got it. Yeah. And uh, he produced Johnny Taylor, Billy Davis, Marilyn McCoo, Robin Chow. Marilyn McCoo, huh? Uh, uh, Jeannie Reynolds, David Ruffin, Enchantment, of course, The Dramatics. Mm-hmm. And so he was the owner of the P-Funk Lab, which is United Sounds. And his partner, Brian Spears, which Brian Spears played a big part of me working with Don. Because how I got into well, I would see Don when I was working. Brian Spears. Brian Who's Spears. He was uh, he was handling the publishing. Okay. Okay. He was Don's. He was one of Don's partners. You know, very essential in keeping things together. What kind of personality did he have? Who like, Don? Yeah. Oh, Don was a great guy. Intelligent, nice businessman. Uh, straightforward. Um, you know. Uh, like no excuses, no excuses, and I sleep well. What do you mean? Well. He mean that you got to get it done, you know. Mm-hmm. Meaning there's no excuses. If you know you have to do something, do it. Excuses, you can find an excuse for anything. <laughs> That's right. You know. So he was. I can relate to that, right, Jay? That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Right and, uh, yeah, and he was a he was a very very uh, charming guy to me. Uh, diplomatic, for example, I was at United one time. Stevie came in. 
Stevie Wonder? Stevie Wonder, and mm-hmm. I was with Nate at the time. Okay. So I was able to, I had a chance to sit in with Stevie at the studio, and we were in there like 2, 3 in the morning. Wow. And Don, you know, got out of bed, because he was living in Bloomfield Hills, and uh, United Sounds is on the Wayne State campus in the city. Mm. But he got up, came to say hello to Stevie. Oh, really? You know, yeah. like, you know, like a host would yeah, do. Yeah, right, so right. Speak. You know, right. you come to my spot, let me come say hello. You know, uh, they cut the Jumpin' Jack Flash video in United Sounds, you know. With oh, yeah? Go- yeah, if you ever Whoopi seen Goldberg, it. that movie? Yeah, I remember that, that movie. Boy Randy was playing Randy, bass. Randy, uh, yeah, yeah. For American Idol? <laughs> yeah, 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 he was playing bass, man. Yeah, yeah but they cut that. And Aretha cut all her stuff there with Michael Walden. I heard that. You're talking about big artists that we've heard of, but Don like supported independent, right? He's a big part of like independent artistry in Detroit, a big part of just the Detroit scene, right? Yeah, he would give anyone that he thought or anyone that had enough confidence, he would give you a shot. Mm-hmm. He'd give you like a production see, deal. Well, he at least throw you in the studio to do some demos. Yeah. Or he would get you on some sessions because he was still producing. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, matter of fact, I played on, I did a session with Don. And uh, I got through one because I, I can't read music. Mm-hmm. So, uh, luckily, I got through this uh, track, and it's on the Johnny Taylor track, Ever Ready. Mm-hmm. Ever Ready album. Yeah. I yeah. played that title track. Do you? I yeah, didn't but he, he didn't give me credit. Don didn't put any credits on that album at the time. And, and you know, you look forward to the credit. Right, the um, right. That's, that's pretty yeah, disappointing. Like, <laughs> I, you know, I played, but I played that title track. Did you get paid those union dues at least? Oh, Don definitely paid you well. Armin paid you well. And that's all I'm going to say. The drum machine killed that game, right? It did, yes, 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 it did. I think you told me you could make like 400 bucks a day back then, like playing drums. Well, with the Fussy Session, uh, that one day, uh, I made close to 400. That's a lot for the 70s. Yeah, and then when Dime, producing with Dime, once I made it to the big studio, I didn't know, but I found out then that the producer get double scale. Right. So that was like an $800, $900 day. I like that business. Ding, 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 ding. Right. Light bulb. Maybe I should be a producer, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yo, um, I want to ask you something about uh, Fuzzy. Because you said, because you did um, one of your first sessions with him, and I know Mm. you knew Fuzzy well. What were what was he where was he coming from? I'm thinking we talked to Grady a little bit. I know he, Calvin, and Grady broke away at some mm-hmm. point. Uh, so was what was Fuzzy's take on the rise when things finally rose with mothership? Did he feel like they weren't getting paid where they should be getting paid? Like what was his? Clearly, he, they were disappointed. Yeah, that, that had a big part of it. Uh, yeah, not getting paid what you wanted to get paid, and they thought. It was a group effort in terms of fairness. But George looked at the group as sidemans because it was the Casablanca deal was his deal. They Mm. came up together, though, man. Yeah, well, you know, this is the industry. Yep. Yeah, the industry. That money does something sometimes. And it's a lot of little 
trap doors, so to speak. Mm. Was there's a lot of other cats that got like their own alpha thing going on in P Funk. Was Fuzzy like kind of like a leader? Did other people kind of well, look to him? That's why he wanted to do his own stuff. He mm-hmm. was able to at least do his own stuff with uh, Almond on Westbound. So was that a separate? That was deal? a separate deal, yeah. So, okay, so he got his own deal. What was that deal. like, getting your own deal at the same record company? Like, Just, you know, he's part of P-Funk, mm-hmm. and he built a relationship with Almond to where Almond felt as though he would be a well artist as well, you know, a solo artist. So he gave him a shot at cutting his own records. I always wondered about that, like how that worked yeah. out. And that material is really good, by the way. I it love is. it. And I even love, I like the album that they did that they called Funkadelic. That was called uh, Disconnections at first, and then they changed it to Who's a Funkadelic. I actually, mm-hmm. I, I like that album. I think that's a great record. That is so amazing. I want to talk to you about a lot more, but I think we should get into like just playing some music. Stretch out. Yeah. Get you on the keyboard. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got my tambourine. I'm going to join it. No, I'm uh, kidding. Yeah. I'm going to play bass, and we're going to get down to it. So why don't we break... We'll get the musicians in here. Okay. We'll play a little music, and then we'll come on back. Okay. Talk to you some more. How are you right, feeling, man? How's it been, I'm man? I'm feeling fantastic. How was your flight out here? <laughs> flight was good. All right. Flight was good. Right on, man. We're yeah. still getting used to doing stuff like that, like having people come out, get you at the little hotel and stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, dude, who plays guitar on this song? Billy Parker. Ah. My brother. <laughs> And this is Funk and Roll. Yeah. Also from I See You Soon. Go ahead. And I'd like to give a shout out. This is one of the top 10 records on P-Funk Radio. I knew it was. Yeah. Come on, y'all. P-FunkRadio.com. My brother from another mother, Keith Jackson. Hey, what's up? What's up, Keith? What's up, Keith? All right, man. All right. Let's get out of here. We'll come back later.
feel like it's 1978 again. Need no band. Let's get grounded again, people, everyone. Let's get into the same space as we were before. <sighs> Deep breath in. Hold. Let it out. One, two, three, four.
if I have to go to the moon, I miss, 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 miss you, baby.
for this song I mean lyrically what were you talking about you thinking about your wife what's going on yes I was Damn, thinking about so. my problem well see here's the thing like I said it's, it, it just comes and it freaks me out when I write the lyrics after the song is done get closer to the mic I say it's uh, it, I, I would say it's yes about my wife okay. and and people of the world on like the afterlife type thing, it's like I'll see you soon. Oh, it's I'll like be that. there real soon. It's more metaphysical. Yeah, I could be talking about you know my ancestors that oh, we gotta play the same I wasn't able to meet you know <laughs> due to the history of uh, the United States. So You're that's queen, how JW. It, it thank just you comes. for gracing us with your presence, man. Oh, thank that you, hey, Amen. I thank y'all, man. I mean, I couldn't have done this thing. Without you guys, Scott, yourself, Jay, Scott and everybody Shepard. that participated, everyone that I just met, y'all beautiful people. Thanks. And Thanks. and like I said, just just the offering of help. <laughs> that mm -hmm. shit made like the big fucking difference. I've been waiting 20 years. Oh, I'm shit. like, you know, I, I was singing the Beatles shit. Mm -hmm. Help, <laughs> I need somebody. Help, not just anybody. Help, you know, I need someone. Help, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> you know, right, right. And matter of fact, I met John's son, Julian. I hung out with Julian Lennon That's too. Cool. Yeah. Right, save that for episode the next episode. Okay. Right? We're gonna get a whole show going. <laughs> Let's relax, man, because you guys got it. And that was beautiful. And thank you, everybody. Thank you. Before okay. you guys run off, let's do a group picture. Thank you, everybody. Okay. Thank that was you. great. All beautiful. right. Hey, um, by the way, I just want to say about us playing music in here with all the wonderful musicians. I want to thank you for coming here and playing with us. Yeah. We were just talking over the break, the transition that that's the positive thing to do. Most of these podcasts are, you know, they're, they're spilling tea or whatever they call it, tea, that gossip. <laughs> I hate that, man. Talking about people getting slapped, talking about their right. wife has alopecia, something <laughs> negative. Keep your wife. You know what I mean? <laughs> I <don't, laughs> and it's like, you know what I mean? But everybody, or talking about politics, right. talking about us and them. Yeah, yeah. And trying to be titillating to get likes and, and no monetizing doubt. people's anger. Have and have not. We're, we're doing the opposite here. yeah. And it's like, it's a good thing and it's a good vibe. And what we're talking about and linking everybody together and making sure people are recognized. And that's what this is about. Yes, sir. And I want to make sure before I forget, because we got to get going. What's the best way to contact you? Telephone. There you go. <laughs> My business number, 404. Is it, is it like a 1-800 number? Oh, okay, no, 404. 404. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. 849-0091. One more time. 404 849 0091. You can catch JW with that number, but only call if you're serious. Okay. There you go. Got you on that. Get your merch. Like and subscribe. Yeah. Hey, what are we? Or yeah, go wanna, ahead. Want a producer? Or I have 
a lot of skills. There you go. That's what I was going to ask the you. Man. Let's talk about that. So how's the scene for you right now? We were talking about it a lot when I picked you up at the airport a couple of days ago. Um, talk about right now that um, what's going on with trying to front your own band to play your own songs live like we just did. That's what made me think of this. Or just working in the studio. Uh, you said that like, it'd be like a lot of hassle gigging and, you know, working with other musicians. Like, talk to yeah, me about that, being was, a band leader. You it know? was very difficult. Uh, even when I started with Don, I started producing at 20. What, in the early 80s? Did, early, yeah. early, early 80s, yeah. And at the time, I was just playing drums. And it started off good for the first week. You know, the guy's getting paid, and I'm writing the songs. I maybe will hum the bass line or play a little bit. Because you're playing keys and singing now. You yeah, I had, to, I had to go to that because the musicians basically shut me down. They wouldn't come to the sessions, mm. you know, and so... What's lacking? Why wouldn't somebody want to come make some funky music? Well, I just considered that I was moving forward because all of this happened after the Parlette debacle. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people thought I was done in terms of they might have thought that they broke my spirit. Mm. And that was a tough time. By the way, guys, we're not going to belabor that point. Go to episode five of Aced Out Podcast to hear all about that history. But you said they thought you were you were down for the count, huh? They thought I was they down. They didn't know about the kid. They didn't know about the kid. You know? <laughs> like, you know, they didn't know. And so they thought playing with George was big. But then I came back bigger, started working you with sure Don did. Davis. Yeah. So I started off as a musician. With George, with Don, I was producer, writer, and artist. There you go. And I was cutting good material, and I and I and and a lot of the cats, I guess they were like uh, certain old devoid of funk. You know, they didn't right. want to dance. <laughs> you know, they refused to dance. You but know, you will dance. You know how you, you know how some people hear a great song, right? And and you have to accept that song. Yep. And you have to give that person credit because so, some people will say, oh, I wish I wrote that song. Yeah. Right? So you hang out with musicians, and and it's hard for musicians to give each other credit. I say genius, recognize genius. And you guys are the first guys that actually reached out to me. So it's a, I really appreciate that, bro. Because it's a different feeling. It's like yes, no sir. pressure. It's a different feeling of someone love, that's cooperating. Yeah. It's you know? Right. Cooperation. How about that, right? Oh, man. Just trying to get cooperation. <laughs> you get egos in the way. Yep. Uh, and what a lot of cats didn't understand when I was doing gigs, I am selling merch, too. And I'm selling records. So I want my record. I want my live show to sound as Reflect. close to the record. Or even better than the record. You know what I'm saying? And they never had that type of discipline, especially the guys who didn't play on the record. Uh. They didn't want to play my stuff like they would play Earth, Wind, and Fire. Or oh, like they shit. would learn a P-Funk song, note yeah. for note, note for note. Right. You know, like I was telling you on the way, you yeah. know, I had to hire a guitar player to play bass because the bass player didn't want to come only a couple of days. 
Right. So I dealing with it, it takes your fun away, right? You're trying to yeah. have fun, but it makes it yeah. like I go get a bass and have these guys rehearsing my stuff. I come back and they playing Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> right. You just want to slap them. Hey, yeah. how, <laughs> how did it feel? You ever you ever been backed up by an Oakland, uh, San Francisco, Oakland band, a Bay Area band before? How did it feel with you? I, I'm loving this. This yeah? is like I am fired up. I'm, and you're a good I'm, band I'm, leader too. I'm, I'm yes, uh, uh, grateful for you guys awesome, reaching man. out, Scott. We love you, you man. the man. Yeah, Thank we love you, brother. You. And these are some some heavy duty barrier cats, you know. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and it's it. totally different when we you have it. cats reach out. Yeah, you know that's like food is better when you're visiting a friend or an associate if they offer it to you, opposed to you having to ask. Oh, I like how you dig, said that, my brother. Dig that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like and it's not as good if you have to ask for it. It's better when they offer. <laughs> well, well, yeah. And no, and there's something to be said for that because there's something to be said for being assertive and speaking up, but also you'd like to people come to you a little bit, show some love because yeah. you wouldn't know. Even when we do this show, I don't even know if it's good to other people tell me, you know, hey, yeah. that sounded pretty good, Ace. Or, you know, exactly. That's good. We need each other to, you know. We need each other to give critiques, to give a positive affirmation, whatever the person yeah, needs to get better. That's exactly what we need. That's how we grow together mm -hmm. and build a legacy together. And you have that six degrees of separation within generations. I'm so I'm so jealous of your childhood. I got to ask you one more question before we go. Was <laughs> it true were Bernie and Ray Davis bow wow wow? Were those the first cats that you met? First cats I met. What, those were the first. Did they come to the house? Or came what? to the house. Deb invited them for dinner. What? And uh, they came inside. Oh yeah. Were you? Real, were you? <laughs> well, they called moms. Moms. Okay. Moms was frying yeah, the chicken. Yeah, that's what I was talking so about. So Ray, every time I seen Ray, Ray. Ray. <laughs> Uh, mom got some of that chicken. What? Mom did. Tell mom give me some of that chicken. <laughs> tear the roof off. We're going to tear the roof off. The mother sucker. Wow. Tear the roof off. The sucker. That cat was in your house yeah. eating your mom's chicken. Yeah. Oh Damn, my god. Actually, I made G breakfast one time. <laughs> you made I, you made George breakfast. George breakfast. What? Yeah. Yeah. What'd you it make was, Some eggs. Oh, uh, bacon and eggs, grits, and it was so good. G wow. said, <laughs> "Let's get married, man." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those were the good old days right there in the mom's kitchen man wow, wow that's man. Beautiful, man that's yeah. beautiful memories yeah. damn all our guests have better childhood yeah. and this was a kids. skinny george he's getting down skinny there now. George, he's looking right? good man yeah. he's looking very good you he know? is yeah yeah he's looking you're right about good. that man Give me a call, brother. Yeah, we got to send him this episode. Yeah. Um, Him and Tracy. You want to show a uh, shout out anybody before we go? Oh, just to up? the world, basically. What's up to the world? And hopefully I'll you see go. you soon. What's yeah. up, world? Oh, there you go. this is Boom. one of many. We're going to have you back. <laughs> uh, we're going to have you back many, many times. Again, we just want to say I hey, love man. you, man. Thank you, love yeah. you. Wish too, you brother. safe travels. Oh, definitely, brother. Safe yeah, travels man. heading on back, okay, man. thank you. Going oh, back to Sawani. Oh, by the way, remember when we're having a debate about that sound? You said that you thought it was like an app on his phone. It was wind chimes. Remember we kept hearing wind chimes yeah. when we interviewed him last time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He he was uh he's got a spot in the backyard. Is the backyard? No, right? actually it's it's I was right. It's out in the garage. I have a nice size garage where okay. I made my love. As they say, man, man cave. Man cave. Yeah, okay, yeah. And so it's a Word. beautiful beautiful environment. 
and so I did the interview with the doors up and the That's why you did such a good interview. All right. yeah. And it, it did make sense, you know, but I remember we were like, what, what, what was that? <laughs> yeah, we go, were tripping on that after. If you listen to the interview, you can hear this. And it's pleasant sound. It's not annoying. It sounds nice, but that's we were like. So, to me, that's so he's Georgia. All, it's an app. Right. Yeah. Well, you that's know what, what I'm saying? Dude, Georgia that's is so loud, Georgia. man. I live there. Georgia is loud. Just like the insects in the trees, yeah. right? It's oh, good. yeah. You, you hear birds. Yeah. Well, where we live, uh, God, the thunder too. Like weather is just like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, yeah, it's very you get, alive. You, you get to hear yeah, birds no singing presence. in the morning. No wonder those blues songs are talking about that midnight lightning and stuff because right. they got it. It's like wow. Yeah, yeah, bird, yeah, birds just singing, yeah. man. Yeah, it's almost like Africa or something. It's a it's great so sound. In I the need morning. to go back. It's a great sound. Yeah. I, I mean, they actually heard... talking, man. I mean, yeah. it's some rhythm going on. It's oh. like. It's, it's some rhythm. People are on. cool, man. Oh, by the way, that's what I want to talk about. Um, it's been so funny hanging out with him. And I don't want to put anybody down. We're California people, but I've lived in both places. Let me tell you something. Politics aside, people don't believe me. Listen, California, Georgia are friendly, way more friendlier than you. And this guy's been tripping, man. Like we're going to like <laughs> every cashier, you know, because we're going to little stores. We went right. to Guitar Center to okay. rent the keyboard, you know. Right. He's seeing security guards, a police uh-huh. officer. This guy is like from Georgia, you know, been living in Georgia like 20 years or whatever. He's like, yeah. hey, how you doing, man? You know, this dude's cool. Yeah, yeah. Everybody we see, he's like, hey, how's it going? You know. <clears throat> he's what? like, hey, so what's going that guy shouldn't be a police officer, man. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, dude, yeah. give up on what? that. It's been like that. Yeah, we, I mean, I just well, said it's shocking, hello. Man. Yeah, I it's said shocking. hello and my man said, whatever. <laughs> wow. I was, That's like, funny. I was like, well, all righty then. Yeah. Even now, when we walked around the corner, when we parked here, um, you know, the, the kind of cop kind of guards yeah, they have dude, around here in the, the tenderloin. Yeah. yeah. He's like, says what's up to them. It's like, whatever. So yeah, he's been tripping. And I That's know the, funny, I know the, um, the, the difference. Like I know, cause I've lived in both places. Right. So it's a real thing, man. It's, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a culture shock. People are nice to you at the DMV in Georgia. Okay. I mean, they'll talk to you. Oh, you have the same birthday as my cousin. You know, the, like that. <laughs> these people are just like so. You want some, you want yeah. some iced tea? Yeah. Oh, oh God. That in space, man. Like Behind everybody. Fucking... Grocery store. You know, if people don't like their job, they won't let you know. Yeah. I told him in California, everybody has a dream. Everybody wants to be a movie star. Or, right. You know, th- they should be somewhere else. Yeah. They deserve to be, you know. They might I mean? be an influencer on Instagram. Right, or some right. Bullshit, so, but, but when they're working at CVS, they're like, you know what I'm saying? No doubt. One cat, we went where someplace to get him plates. The cat just put his stuff, his bag on the counter. Uh-huh. He's like, like he just started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, like that, man. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We you remember went, that? I went to uh, the big dollar lots or store. Something. The dollar okay. store. Yeah, to dollar get store. some plastic cups. They wouldn't put yeah, it yeah. in the bag at the dollar and, store. Uh, I paid. I, you know, my man just. I had about five or six items. Yeah. Right? He just said it. On the thing where you put your little card, card in, when that, yeah. And he said, "Okay, have a nice day." I say, "A bag will be nice." Uh, he just took the bag and handed it to me. What? <laughs> oh man! I was like, "No!" I was like, "Thank you for Jeez. you know putting my stuff in the bag for me." <laughs> Y'all dollar stores in Georgia aren't like that. No, oh, no, 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 not at all. Because I was just in one what a few months ago yeah. when I seen you. Not, I mean, Georgia basically. It's kind of like the new north now. No doubt. And and a lot of That's uh, like the northern new Hollywood. cities are kind of like the south, unfortunately. I mean, the, 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 right. the yeah. south is, right. 
is turning blue. Check this perspective out. It's growing. Georgia has been like always kind of 20 years late Uh in terms of like, uh, for example, in Detroit, we had the lottery in 1970. Uh-huh. Georgia didn't get in until 1993. Wow. Right? Trish. And I think they're the only state that plays three times a day now. But it's it's a it's it's a, it's a different kind of change, yeah. you know, if you And I like around. Georgia all over. I like Augusta, I like Savannah. Yeah. I like Athens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's cool. It's a yeah. cool state. Well, yo, man, I, I wish you the best. I wish you Thank safe you. travels. Again, like, we love you, man. I love you too, bro. This is like the pinnacle of the show. Yeah, man. Um, yes, let's sir. close out. We're going to say goodbye with uh, a song from another great um, JW album. We've played a lot of his songs also in our previous episode. Um, and that is from the Love Every Day album, Fun. By the way, like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Smash Aced that out. button, Aced please. Out. Yes. Like and subscribe to Aced Out. Anyway, this is from Love Every Day. This is a song called Fun, and we'll smell you later. Chocolate coming up. Holla. Some of that chocolate. Yeah. Mary Zell, where you at? What are you waiting for? Ready now. Is Osha here? Oh, I thought she was going to take my picture. Where'd she go? Here, will you take our picture, brother?